A nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. The only value in our two nations possessing nuclear weapons is to make sure they will never be used. But then, would it not be better to do away with them entirely? Hello and welcome to episode 171 of Under the Call of MS. This is your standard edition, a little bit of comics, a little bit of... MS, a little bit of whatever. That was a quote by the old actor slash president, Ronald Reagan. I think there's a lot more than two nations that <laughs> carry nuclear weapons nowadays. But, so we obviously didn't listen to anything from our past. And they're just destined to destroy ourselves in the future. But that's all right. There's too many of us damn people on this earth anyways. We're just ruining everything. So time for Mother Nature to say, hey, get the hell out and take it back. Make the plant the way she wants it. All right. We're going to start out. We got extermination. Number one. Nox. Nocturnal. <laughs> this again. Nox. The nocturnal night of righteous redemption and the red reaper they're the mincing megalomaniacal science tyrant basically got good and a bad guy working together to fight some unknown entities one one doesn't kill or swear the other is a no care mentally unique evil being there's demons, there's aliens, all kinds of strange things in here for you to enjoy. This is Extermination number one from Boom Studios. Uh, I bought the Dollar Cover B comic. I don't know how far that run went or if it's still ongoing or not. I will check out more. I'm curious how these two will work out together. I actually like both characters, so we'll see what happens. I checked out Geiger number two. We got some ongoing ones here. To talk about a couple of them. But Geiger number two is getting a little deeper into the whole glowing man story and trying to find out more about him. There's a family, a mother and two children. And apparently something happens to kids when they reach a certain age, like age 16, I think it is, where they're going to have to go off and they're going to be assigned different types of jobs. And she's worried about her da daughter, where she's going. I don't know if this is some weird world with some type of sex trade thing or what's what she's worried about yet, where her daughter would have went. Uh, the person that she's talking to about it says, I'd worry more about the boy or he's going to go in the future. So that's kind of interesting in seeing what's going to happen. There's nuclear radi radiated uh, insects all over here. Now you're starting to see giant sized ants about the half, half the size of a human. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see lots of other interesting bugs in the near future with this. The glowing man, well, 
don't want to give too much of the story away, but basically, uh, the whatever forces are controlling everything, which we still aren't learning it. Obviously, someone evil is in control because that's how everything works. No one worth a shit gets the power. It's always some evil jackass that gets rich and controls everything. But uh, the mother tries to help the kids by setting up a, a plan to run away, get away from the area, and see what's happening. The other entities appear at their house as they're getting ready to get the heck out of there. And they break their way in and they shoot the kid's mom. Whether she's dead or not, we don't know for sure. But the kids, the young boy screams out for his mother. And the entities find out they're under the bed hiding and rip the thing open or in the cupboard hiding, rip it open. They spray the people in the face with something and then they take off and try to escape. And you'll have to see what happens. They get chased. The glowing man appears, all kinds of things happen with giant insects and stuff like that. So you're going to have to, See what happens with that storyline. Getting attacked by a cat right now. <laughs> Inkblot number eight. I checked out. I know um there was like one or two episodes I think I missed out on. So I did read this one to get caught up. I didn't realize I had it in my stack. Otherwise, I would have read it. Before the weekend, because Katie and the, our club discussion, our group on Saturday, she talked about Inkblot. So I wish I would have remembered I had it in a side pile, but it was on the other side of my area. So I totally forgot I had a little pile of comics over there that I was going to read. But in this issue, apparently these the chick that's the writer, the one that takes care of the library and keeps up on all the stories of everything that's going on. She has sisters that also have different types of powers and stuff, and she's still going on and on about this cat's such an evil demon. You can't control him. You don't know what he's going to do. He might take you to another realm or whatever. And she and the cat, well, the cat... <laughs> Does his normal cat dickheaded stuff by going on her desk and knocking over her uh, ink bottle, knocks that off her desk and stuff. He's always he's a typical cat, constantly trying to get your attention. If you aren't paying attention to him, he's going to knock stuff over, aren't you? Yeah, you're a little dick. Yeah, like four thirty in the morning, just knocking shit off my desk when you want Shelly to get up, but you don't want nothing to do with me. But you gotta break my stuff just to get her attention. She knows if she doesn't wake up and take care of you, I'm gonna start screaming. Yeah, but yeah, they go through this. Well, they go through a doorway into another place. I get. 
I mean, it's some type of special woods type thing, and she's got to go through this to get to where her sisters are and stuff. And she hooks up with them, and there's three other ones, and there's one that they're looking for that's missing or whatever. And two of the sisters are just annoyingly going back and forth with stupid little things. And then all of a sudden, the, the cat basically tips over a candle on the table, which causes some type of little special magic effect. And instantly, the one sister blames the other sister for throwing magic at her. They start fighting. It's like, and everybody's like, oh, this evil little bastard cat just did this, and he started this, and he's doing this, and he's going to open a realm, and he's going to go on and on and on. But in reality, in my point of view, the cat's basically just getting shit done that needs to get out. I mean, these people are so pent up full of frustration. This is the angriest freaking family I have ever seen with issues that they just constantly push it out at the cat and stuff and other things other entities and blame everybody else around them instead of just focusing on their own issues and accepting the fact that they're all a bunch of shitheads to start with themselves and if they just act like a family and get along then there probably wouldn't even be any problems with the cat probably be a normal cat that could take you to special little realms if you want and do some different time travel or whatever it's like uh, i'd take that <laughs> but yeah they're still just really angry at this cat but yet they pick it up take it with them carry it with them everywhere they go it's like if you got problems with the cat get rid of it and why are you just sticking with it i just but yeah i still enjoy the story i still want to see where it's going i'm going to give it till at least episode 12 i think that's where it was supposed to end, possibly, but I don't know. It might go on further. But yeah, we'll give it a f four more episodes and see what happens. See if the cat does turn out as evil as they keep saying. I still say the people are the evil ones, as always. And the final one here, <laughs> it was really fun. I had, I've had this. I got, it's got four autographs on the cover uh, this is married with children children part one of three which i did not notice the of three part when i read it so that's good to know so i definitely gotta get the next two i think i might have one of them but i think i have might have like number three and be missing number two but this one I wanted to read because I need to get it out of its packaging because uh, the autographs and stuff I wanted to get into some better packaging. So I checked it out, and this was a ton of fun. And it's your normal Married with Children gang. Yeah, Al Bundy, he's all excited. He's got his Budweiser. He's got a big bowl of popcorn. Got the dog laying next to him. Sitting on his couch with his holes in his socks. His feet kicked up. And he's like... The wife is in Winker County visiting her mother, Godzilla. And both of her his children have dates. And the dog's like, bud, a date? <laughs> Buck. But yeah, 
fucking Al sit there, and Al's all excited because he's got his beer and popcorn, and he's got himself a like six sci-fi movies, and he's just gonna sit there and veg out on them all night long. Just kick back and relax, and he ends up falling asleep during his little movie marathon while he's watching Son of Return of Revenge of Star Cord. Five, <laughs> but then it goes in. You'll see all of a sudden he's dressed up in like Star Trek outfits. Uh, Pig is a hologram to start out with. Buck's a Robo Dog. Uh, there's a lot, tons of crossovers with Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, he. Runs into an ex, ex-girlfriend ex of his from high school. She's dressed up like Princess Leia. He's got a Han Solo jacket over his Star Trek uniform. Uh, you got Buck Rogers, uh, Doctor Who, Batman, Ghostbusters, uh, Back to the Future, and everything from the 80s and 90s. 70s, late 70s and stuff. All the great shows that we grew up on. But they just do tons of different crossovers with them. And then what happens is Bud gets in trouble at school. And if you get in trouble three times in a row, you get sent to some other planet. And... So he's sent off to there, and the principal, of course, is Al's ex-girlfriend. So he's got to deal with her. He's got to talk in front of the committee and all that stuff. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, <laughs> married with children, twenty ninety nine. If you're lucky enough, it's from Now Comics. If you're lucky enough, you can get the autographed version. Uh, I got enough room underneath the three autographs that if I ever come across Al, I'll have to get him to sign that cover too. But uh, yeah, check it out. If you like sci-fi from those days, you'll love this comic. Lots of great parody stuff in there. And we will get back to you with some multiple sclerosis stuff next. If I get the cat off. <laughs> All right. Back with some multiple sclerosis stuff. Hopefully, I want to cut this one off short, but we'll try to get through it again. And if you uh, wondered what happened Thursday, why I didn't get an episode out, I just got too much shit going on. I did a rummage sale this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday was a waste of time, so I shut it down a little early. Uh, the first two days weren't bad, just a lot of looky loos. But yeah, I'm going to run that again this weekend too yet, so who knows what will happen with this Thursday's episode. We'll see. But let's get to some MS stuff. I really want to try cryotherapy uh, for MS if I can ever find a place close to me. Or now that I got 60 rides through my insurance to places within an hour of me, I might try it. And see if I can find something. See if I'm able to use my ride to get to that. 
basically cryotherapy is cold freezing temperatures that relieve pains or are supposed to relieve pains and the temperatures get to negative 200 degrees fahrenheit to negative 250 degrees fahrenheit it's a quick session you're not in there long a few minutes i'm sure if that uh legs your legs will freeze first uh it'll last 30 to 40 seconds where you'll feel increased or new pins and needles pains overall it should last about three minutes you may get tremors from cold uh your mild body will you'll get a mild body reboot and relaxation which has been seen by some people. They've, some people have also had less pain issues with continued therapy. So if you want to try that out, look around your area, see it, what's available, and talk to your PCP or whatever doctors and neurologists about it, see what they have to say, see if they can help you find a center. Uh, if considering a first or new MS medication, if you're new to MS or just finally got diagnosed or looking into your first medication, ask yourself some questions. See if you these things can help you decide at all whether what which avenue you want to take, what type of medication you want to go for. If you're going to use a DMT or DMD. What are your treatment goals and expectations? Write all these notes out so you can research them and go over them and see what you're thinking at one point. See if your mind has changed after you read some more information on different types of DMDs, disease-modifying drugs. Are you comfortable with giving yourself an injection at home? And... You used to have to, with like Copaxone, inject every day. You can still get that version, I think. Or you can get to every other day, three times a week. That's a lot less. But it could still be a pain in the ass if you don't like needles and stuff. Would you rather get an infusion at a licensed clinic or hospital? An infusion, basically they stick the needle in your arm, then inject a tube into where the needle was, and then... You'll just get the bag full of goodies put into your body over, mine runs six to eight hours, so I'm not sure how long it would run for different types of medications. They might be different. Could you remember to administer an injection or take oral medication daily, or would you rather take a medication with less frequent, frequent dosing? Nowadays, they have so many types, uh, daily pills, weekly pills. They got Maven Cloud, which I believe is 10 pills over a two-year period. But read up on all those and see which ones you'd like to try. What side effects can you live with? What side effects will be most difficult for you to cope with? And will you even have side effects? I mean, the majority of us don't have side effects, but you can have side effects. So 
all depends. Some medications mess with us, some don't. It's got to play it out and work with your doctors. Try and figure it out with them. Can you manage manage the need to schedule regular liver and blood tests? I mean, it's pretty much, I think, pretty much common that once you are diagnosed with MS, you're going to have blood and liver tests the rest of your life every year because we're on so many weird medications that might destroy our liver and stuff. Will you travel travel or work? Will your travel or work schedule affect your ability to take your medications on time? And you might have a job where you can't just go st- stick a needle in you if you need to at a certain time of day or whatever. So take that into consideration. Might not work in a highly clean environment. It might be high hard to find a good sterile area too do your medications or getting time off a certain amount of days a year to do your stuff. Uh, Will you be able to store your medications safely and out of reach of children if needed to? Are you pregnant or planning on becoming pregnant? And most medications won't mess with it and they'll keep you on it, but there's some might. So you got to talk to your doctor about those. Are you already taking any medications or supplements? Yeah, consider that too, because like with some medications, I have heart medications, which my idiot doctor put me on that wouldn't listen to any of my things that were MS related and just kept saying it was heart related. Now I seen my eye doctor and she showed me the scans of my eye veins and stuff. And she's like, you have no... No damage in your veins, even saying anything about you having any type of high blood pressure issues. But yeah, I've been on medications for it for 15 plus years because of some jackass. So if you're on a medication, no doctor wants to take you off of it. They just keep pushing it. They don't care. Uh, which medications are covered by your particular insurance plan? It's like, it's, a lot of these aren't very cheap. It's like, my one was $7,000 a month. Now my new one's $150,000 every six months. And like my last one, they didn't even have the shit available for me. They don't know. They still, to this day, it's been almost a month. Exactly. Three, a couple days short of a month. And they still have yet figure out where my bag full of medication went, what's going on. I don't even want it now if they find it, because it's probably something that's been sitting out of a refrigerator or whatever. Who knows? I just, I don't know. I'm still playing with ideas. Something very interesting might happen starting next week, but we'll see what what I come across yet. I'm still waiting. I lost my neurologist as of this week. I think the 10th was his last day. Uh, I have no neurologist now. I asked my regular PCP if she could order my MS meds. She's not allowed to. It has to go through a neurologist. So she's like trying to help me just find some neurologist that can talk to me beforehand. But my possible new neurologist isn't going to see me or talk to me till July. And it's 
I still don't understand why a virtual phone call type visit can't just be done. You really can't find minutes out of your day to just give me a call and get this over with so we can at least talk and see if we're compatible. But you got to do what the doctors say, so you don't have to, but. If you want them to take care of you, you do, because they'll just drop your ass if you don't. Uh, once you go through the questions, discuss all your concerns with your doctor, and then they'll give you your options and let you know what's available. Uh, some recent and new ones won't be on these lists, but here's some types of therapy that you can that you can pretty much expect to see in your future if you have multiple sclerosis or you may ha hear about them in your future, deal with them. Uh, you have a relapse or a flare-up or something you might hear about and have to deal with corticosteroid therapy, which is usually prednisone taken by mouth or methylprednisolone which is given intravenously if you need a higher dosage. Uh, Disease-modifying drugs, there's injectables like beta in interferons, which are Abinex, Rebif, Betaseron, Extavia. There's Gladomir acetate, which is usually Copaxone or Glatopa. There's Pig interferon, beta, beta la, which is plagrity. There's oral uh, drugs as a, in a pill once or twice a day or once in a great while or whatever. Like Mavenclad, I said, I think is 10 pills over a two-year period. It's like you take more a bunch of them in the first year, and then you got like no pills to take the second. Which I don't understand how that works. It's like are these things so strong that they just sit there and keep doing time release stuff over the next the last year or what? I don't know. I've read up, and it really never gave me that answer that I was looking for. But I was interested in trying. I haven't caught, but my doctor at the time went even take that into consideration, even to know it's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, Fingolimod. These are the oral style, other oral style therapies. Fingolimod is uh, Jelenia. You got Teraflunamide, which is Abagio. You got Dimethylfumarate, which is Tecfidera. And there's some more, I'm sure, out there. I know we're up to, like, I want to say 18, somewhere between, like, 18 to 20 different disease-modifying therapies now. There's infusions at a clinic or at home now. You can get your infusion done at home if you're lucky enough, if your insurance will cover it. The nurse will just come out and sit with you at your house for the day. But you got natalizumab, which is Tisabri, which I'm... Also interested in switching to next, uh, Alemtuzumab, which is Lemtrada, and then Ocrelizumab, which I'm on, which is Ocrevis. So, well, I was on. I'm on nothing at the moment. 
research the cost, the insurance coverage, the side effects, how it affects your lifestyle, blah, 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 on and on. Just take everything you can into consideration because this this will be your life for your for the foreseeable future. So if you're gonna stay on therapy, as many people get sick of it and think they're not doing nothing, then they go off them and then their body tells them otherwise, or they think they're doing good for a year or two, they're doing special diets, special workout, whatever, they feel like they're not having no relapses or nothing. All of a sudden, a couple of years later, they have a huge mass of relapse. And they're like, oh, I guess I should have been on therapy. <laughs> Everybody's against everything until something happens. Don't get that vaccine and all of a sudden they die. And then it's like, well, I'm going to sue the world because of the vaccine and stuff, even though I didn't take any any things to try and prevent anything. Uh, the benefits of something simple like walking is tremendous. And you don't have to really worry about it working out or anything just keep moving that's the big thing keep the joints moving and they say if you can walk 10 miles a day it improves physical and mental well-being it burns 700 to a thousand calories uh, the strategy is start out small and add like a mile a week or something like that or a mile a month Break up your walks, wear the right shoes, walk on good surfaces, find pleasant scenic routes. And it's like I think I mentioned I was all happy because I finally got a walker a few weeks ago. A seated walker so I can walk about 30 yards at a time. So I'll relax and walk another 30 yards. Sadly, get to the top of my hill and be excited. And <laughs> used to be able to go walk miles with the dog on the trails. Body is shutting down. But yeah, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of monster. Do what you can to keep a smile on that face. Check out Chris Call Comic Club. Under the call might come back in the future. Who knows? Still on hiatus for a while. So but you still got a couple other good podcasts to check out. So we'll talk to you again soon. Be good.